there is a distinct difference between exercising to lose weight and exercising to transform your prediabetes. And most of the women that I talk to exercise just so that they can lose weight. And it totally works for as long as they kept doing it. But in my experience, this strategy leads women down the dark path of gaining their weight back. And when they get into their 50s, they try to pull out all those old exercise tricks that worked in their 20s and 30s that just aren't working anymore. So why bother? Well, I know that somewhere in the back of your mind, you know that exercise is super important, but you either hate it you have no energy to do it, or you have pain issues or injuries that are holding you back. For my goal today is to help you shift the way that you think about exercise. It's really a paradigm shift, a shift away from using exercise as a means to lose weight, which often feels like torture or some kind of punishment, to instead seeing it as a means to feeling better by stopping the breakdown of your body that we typically start to suffer with in our 50s. We want to get our body to work for us and not against us, which is what this podcast is about today. And I call it Finding Your Strong. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to episode seven of the Transform Your Pre-Diabetes podcast. And I would say that you have landed in the right place. If you are a woman over 50, you have pre-diabetes and you are looking for new real world strategies to change your health and life for the better. And I'm Michelle Gordon Canning, and I appreciate you stopping by to check out the podcast episode today because we're getting into the fourth and final transformational pillar, which is all about exercise. In the previous episodes, we covered the other three transformational pillars where I gave my personal twist on nutrition, stress, and sleep, and why they are critical if you want to get your body to function the way it is supposed to. Essentially, everything that I talk about on this podcast is about how to get your body to function normally so you can heal. And pillar number four, exercise is no different. The goal is to get your body to function better so that you can live well into your 60s, 70s, and beyond, so that you can be strong, healthy, and free, right? free to live the life you have imagined for yourself, free to age well, free to, to retire without illness or disability, free to travel and play with your grandkids. And I could really go on and on because when it comes to aging well, having a strong body is everything. So I call this transformational pillar finding your strong, which is a process by which you improve your metabolic state, your strength, your stamina, and the power in your body by building muscle mass. When you exercise to find your strong, the number one focus is to feel better to feel better, to feel energized, to move better, and to feel stronger in your body. And you're not doing it because your doctor told you to lose weight. You are doing it because you notice that it's like three in the afternoon and you don't feel like you need to take a nap. Or you were able to pick up a 50 pound bag of dog food and throw it in your trunk and not even blink an eye. Or you run up a flight of stairs and you're like, oh snap, I just ran up the stairs and I can breathe. By finding your strong, you will acquire all of the things that you have been looking for, 
right? Such as increased energy, right? Improved improve performance with your daily activities at home and at work, moving without pain, increasing your walking time, improving your balance, your mood, improving your libido. Yes, all of these things. We want all of these things. But right now you might be kind of sedentary or maybe just walking a little sometimes and you don't have the energy to do anything that involves exerting yourself. You have zero motivation. And I know getting started can be so hard. I have been there too. But what I know for sure is that you will never get motivated until you take some action. You have to start taking little action, just a few steps in order to feel better, right? Not like before when you beat yourself down with exercise just to lose a few pounds, but to just feel a little better. And I promise you, as you start to feel better, your motivation to do more will increase. And that's what finding your strong is all about. It's not getting motivated to exercise. It's the exercise that makes you feel strong and that makes you want to keep going. So let's get into how you can find your strong. And it really comes down to building muscle mass. The muscles in your body play a critical role in the aging process and how your body handles blood sugar. And not enough is said about it, right? Especially when it comes to aging women. So as we age, we all start to lose muscle mass. It's something called sarcopenia. And after the age of 30, we start to lose about 3 to 5% of our muscles every 10 years. And when you lose your muscle mass, you also lose your strength. You lose your energy to do your energy to do things and you lose your power. And without muscles, you feel weak. So just, you know, picking up a full laundry basket from the floor, for example, can be a challenge. And power is super important because it allows you to react and catch yourself if you trip and start to fall. It also affects your ability to walk faster and to maintain your balance. And the scary thing is that after age 50, muscle loss actually starts to accelerate. It goes even faster. I'm sure you've seen people up in age walking really slow and shuffling, right? And it's because they are afraid to fall. And that's super sad because it doesn't have to be like that. Muscle mass is also super important when it comes to your blood sugar, right? I want you to think of your muscles like a huge storage tank. When you eat certain foods like carbs and your blood sugar goes up, the excess blood sugar, you know, gets stored in your liver, it gets stored in your fat cells, and it gets stored in your muscles so that it can be used for energy, right, later. And the storage of glucose in your muscles is huge. So when it comes to preventing type 2 diabetes, the more muscle you have, the better. Muscles are like the engines of your body, right? This is where your metabolism happens. So when your muscles whittle away, right, your metabolism tanks and your blood sugar rises. A common scenario is, you go on a low calorie, very restrictive diet and you lose fat, but you also lose muscle, right? And then when you gain the weight back, it's all fat and no muscle. 
And when you do this over and over and over again, by the time you hit your 40s, your metabolism is horrible. And that fat that you gain starts to get pushed into your abdomen, that dreaded belly fat that we all hate, right? And it starts to expand. And what you see as belly fat, right, is just the tip of the iceberg. Deep inside, the fat starts getting into places, wrapping around your organs and getting into places where it's not supposed to be, right? Causing inflammation in your body. It gets into your liver, causing fatty liver disease, which is a really bad and a whole nother conversation. It also gets into your muscles and that makes them not work well. And all of these things, right, make your blood sugar go up, making it more likely for you to get type 2 diabetes. So as a pre-diabetic, you have to get laser focused on this, right? Muscle mass is your life force. The more muscle you have, the better your metabolism is, the better controlled your blood sugar is, and the leaner and stronger you will be. So as you move forward in your weight loss journey, realize that it's not actually about weight loss. It's about fat loss and preserving and building muscle mass. So muscles must be built, and this is done through nutrition and strength training, resistance training, right? There's just no other way around it. You have to eat enough protein, you know, not necessarily high protein, but enough to give your muscles what they need, right, to build up. And protein is broken down into amino acids, which are used by your muscles to repair and rebuild. Our muscles are constantly breaking down and building up and must receive a supply of protein throughout the day, right? If you don't consume enough, your muscles will continue to break down and you must never let this happen. It's like literally throwing your life force right out the window. You always want to either be maintaining or building your muscles. So healthy protein sources, right, include chicken, turkey, lean beef, fish, seafood, as well as nuts and seeds and beans and whole grains if you are vegan or a vegetarian. And you'll want to get about 1 to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of weight, right, and you want to spread it throughout the day. So if you're, for example, 73 kilograms, you want to get at least, you know, 73 to 88 grams of protein a day. And studies show that your muscles can only use about 30 grams per meal. So you don't want to wait until the end of the day and just have a big steak and think you've hit your, you know, protein. You need to spread it out, you know, between all of your meals. An easy way to approximate your protein intake is to, you know, eat a portion that's about the size and thickness of your palm, the palm of your hand at every meal. And most of the women that I coach only get a fraction of that. Is that you? Well, if yes, then it's definitely time to make a change. I don't want, you know, I don't want you to, you know, increase protein if you have kidney problems or other serious health conditions. Always talk to your healthcare provider first before you start increasing your protein intake. Okay, so protein has the essential building blocks or amino acids that must be present to build muscle. And then you're going to want to start lifting heavy things through strength training. And I'm not talking about bodybuilding and lifting heavy, you know, really, really heavy weight, but just enough to challenge your muscles and make them want to grow. 
A lot of women are afraid that they're going to get bulky if they lift weights, and that's just not going to happen. Women bodybuilders spend hours day after day in the gym, and they lift really, really heavy. And that's not what I'm talking about. All you really need to do is some basic movements with some weights a few times a week to see results. And when you strength train and you combine it with adequate protein, you will start to see a big difference in your shape, right? Muscles are actually heavier, you know, and, and some people, the scale can go up when they start to build muscle. So please don't pay attention to that. I want you to notice how your clothes are a little looser because muscles are more compact than fat. All right. So when you're ready, right, check with your healthcare provider to make sure that it's okay for you to start strength training. And then I want you to seek out the help of a certified personal trainer to show you the proper technique, right? And have them train you and show you how you can do it on your own so that when you stop working out with them, you can continue on with strength training forever, right? This is not something that you're going to stop. As a personal trainer, that used to drive me crazy when patients stopped strength training once they stopped working with me, right? But they kept walking or they kept riding their bike, which is fine, but they started to lose the muscles that they worked so hard to build. So I want you to be crystal clear on this. Walking and running and hiking and biking, essentially cardio or aerobic exercises, do not build muscle. Let me repeat that. Cardio exercises do not build muscle. And for those of you who only do cardio, right, it can give you a false sense of security that you're doing everything you can for your health. But activity alone, walking alone does not slow down muscle loss. And this is a very, very, very important thing to understand. And mind you, I'm not saying don't do cardio. I strongly encourage it, right? As part of your exercise regimen. And it's so good for your heart and your lungs. But if that is all that you do, you are really missing the boat. A cardio is also really good for lowering your blood sugar, no doubt. If you eat a meal and your blood sugar goes up and then you go for a walk right after your meal, your body will use up that, you know, blood sugar, right? Right away for energy to fuel the walk, which is awesome. But strength training to increase your muscle mass is going to give you more bang for your buck. Remember, your muscles are storage tanks. They will soak up that extra blood sugar all the time, giving you a more stable blood sugar all of the time. I always give my patients this handout from the American College of Sports Medicine, ACSM, that shows you how you can get started with some basic strength training, you know, at home, DIY, with some minimal equipment, right? I will leave that handout in the show notes on transformyourprediabetes.com. Go to episode seven and uh, check it out, right? It's really, really important that you just start taking some little steps, So before the COVID epidemic started, right, I had been working with a client for almost a year and she hired me because she was a pre-diabetic and she wanted to learn how to strength train. And she was actually really thin, right? But she ate super, super healthy, but just could not get past her pre-diabetes. And the problem was that her thin body was mostly fat and very little muscle. And this is very, very important point. Skinny 
is not healthy. Remember, it's the body composition that matters, right? If you're thin and you have no muscle mass, your overall health is generally poor. Anyway, back to my, you know, back to the story. I, so I was training this client, right? Initially twice a week for 30 minutes. And I instructed her on how to do a third session on her own. So she was working strength training for three times a week for just 30 minutes. And as her confidence increased, we only worked out once a week and she did the other two sessions on her own. And she slowly started to create this strong, muscular body, body, all the while maintaining a beautiful feminine physique. And then when COVID hit, I obviously stopped training her, but she was fully equipped at that point to carry on her strength training without me. And she reported at that time, which was her one year mark of strength training, her prediabetes numbers dropped and she was no longer a prediabetic. So I want you to take a new look at exercise and how you can start to find your strong. Make a promise right now, right? Make a promise to yourself to never, please never use exercise as a means to lose weight and instead see it as a way to improve how your body functions physiologically on the inside to stabilize your blood sugar and to boost your metabolism and see it as a way to, you know, improve how you feel on the outside, right? Walking around with a strong, lean body and being able to do all the things that you desire as you age, right? And find your strength, your power and improve your life. And so I hope you enjoyed today's episode and the wrap up on the four pillars of transformation. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review if you find this content helpful. I would really appreciate that. Until next time, have a transformational day.